0: Good morning, this is Father Louis Skurdy with Friends of the Word, bringing you Mass from home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ had to suffer and rise today, and so to enter into this world. Alleluia, alleluia. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. When a woman is late in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has not yet arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also are now in anguish. But I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. On that day you will not only question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The section of the Gospel today is taken from the discourse of the Last Supper, that, that long discourse that John gives us. And it, it combines a lot of Jesus' theology as John records it. But the section tonight, today, and the section of the, the first reading of the Acts of the Apostles both have something similar to it. Protection, fear, and possible death. And Jesus is t- saying this to his disciples because he's telling them, I'm going to leave you and you're going to be upset you, and, you, and the world's going to hate you and you're going to miss me and you're going to mourn. But but don't mourn. Don't be afraid. I'll be with you. Go to the, the letter of the Acts of the Apostles. And we hear Paul being encouraged to do his preaching, to live his life as a Christian in Corinth. And God will be with him. Jesus will be with him. And don't worry Um, No one will harm you. I have people in the city watching over you. Now, eventually we know Paul goes back to Rome and there we believe he was beheaded. So this piece is for Paul, a revelation while he's in Corinth. Now, it's a touchy subject. We, We have to talk about it, though. We're Christians. Death, suffering and death. During this period of... The coronavirus i don't have the numbers in front of me of how many people throughout the world have died and what we are encouraged to do throughout this suffering period is not be afraid some people that we know and love and have prayed for have died now what are we afraid of dying or leaving behind those that we love And Jesus was caught in that dilemma, too, at the Last Supper. He was speaking about his dying, probably knew his resurrection was down imminent, but he was also upset with leaving his disciples and knowing how upset they were with the fact that he would be leaving. And he tells them, don't be worried, don't be afraid, I'm with you. That's a really significant part of our faith, that Jesus is with us through our illness and when we close our eyes in death. If we now invest our time and prayers in him, he will be with us when we're died and when we're dead and when we have died and when we have gone into his presence. We need to remember that as we help people today and whether it's feeding or nursing or any way helping people through this COVID virus, even socialization, even talking, even calling or facetiming someone through this socialization that's distant from us, is is a part of us conquering the fear of separation and isolation. And I think it's up to us to leave ourselves open to the presence of Christ, giving us the energy to go forward. And no, not ignore the illness, not ignore all of the, the suggestions, masks, distance, isolation, etc., but to not be afraid. Now that's key here. Fear can immobilize us. Fear can can distract us and control us and, and make us stagnant mentally and spiritually. That's why Jesus, who knew us, knew fear, and knew his, his disciples were afraid, encourages us today, but throughout the scriptures, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The angel said that to Mary. Do not be afraid. Jesus is telling us that do not be afraid. A consistent phrase in the scriptures assuring us of the connection with God that we have. When we pray, we are one with God. Now, we can pray. When we're afraid, we could pray. Hopefully, prayerfully, our fear is relieved. But knowing what we're afraid of is significant too. The various aspects, I can take an interview and maybe 10 people would have 10 different reasons why they're afraid at this point of our history. Death might be one of them, separation another, suffering another. We all have our own specific reasons for fear at any time of our lives. But when we use, a friend of mine yesterday said, have you ever heard of the golden key? Uh, it's a phrase related to a philosophy that is, is not that old, but I want to use it. He says, have you ever heard, she said, have you ever heard of the golden key? And I said, no, tell me about it. And she says, the golden key is God gives you, in faith, God gives you a key to open up all your fears or issues, put them in a box, and lock the box with the golden key, imaginary key, and be assured that God has taken them all. your shoulders so we on earth don't ruminate and and constantly think about our fears so I'll use that concept the golden key is it theologically correct Eh, maybe not maybe it is but the idea of it is certainly rooted in faith the idea is listening to Jesus don't be afraid well the technique of how not to be afraid is important So that's one way. The golden key is one way. Meditation and prayer is another way to put ourselves in the presence of God. And as I say this, I look over to my right side, which there's a nice little chair, a great chair, great light to take every day a piece of your day just to meditate and be in the presence of God no matter what your favorite chair is or your location. It could be in your backyard or on your roof. It doesn't matter. Just take some time each day, we're encouraged, to bring Christ into our hearts and words. We could listen to his scriptures. We could use the scriptures of the day. We could just open the scriptures to anywhere he's speaking to us. But the concept is focus on Christ and Jesus with us. I say Jesus and Christ because... He's Christ of glory, but the Jesus who walked the earth. He is Jesus Christ, but his combination, his presence for us breaks time and breaks through time and space. So Christ is with us when we pray and we identify and speak to him as Jesus, our brother who walked this earth, who knew fear at the Last Supper, he expressed his knowledge of fear in his disciples right after that at the Agna garden he certainly expressed fear asking god to his will let this cup pass but if not your will be done so so fear is something that preoccupies us stops us in our tracks and distracts us because we focus on fear we're not focused on hope so as christians and because we recently celebrated the ascension and we're in the easter season focusing on Christ Jesus, our Lord and brother, during times of challenge, during times of persecution, during times of illness, during times of dying. We focus on Jesus in our lives, being comforted with the fact that he's there with us, being comforted with the fact that we're holding him to his word. Do not be afraid. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, we re- were reminded, I am with you all days until the end of the ages. So, He's not going to just appear. We've got to bring him in. He's there. He's waiting for us to invite him into our lives, to invite him into our presence, to supplement the fear for the presence of Jesus. We have to talk about death at times. We have to talk about fear at times. But we as Christians know that the ultimate fear was the cross and the ultimate death was the cross. But it didn't stop there. So it's not really the ultimate it's the penultimate because the ultimate response of god to fear is the resurrection jesus with us he's with us and ju- and don't remember and don't forget the week before the passion we have that scene in which he's coming through the the the, the gates of jerusalem and we were there in jerusalem we were in the in the garden across from the main gate and the main walls of the city, and we saw the gate through which he came on that first Palm Sunday, the Hosannas ringing in his ears. Don't you think he had fear then? Don't you think he knew he was going into the, the center of it all? And as he went through those gates, I think his strength was in his father, knowing that he put anxiety aside and put his presence in the father and went forward, went forward to the cross, and went forward to the Resurrection. He lives with us. He's exalted. He's at the right hand of the Father, listening to us. Let's place our fears into His presence, put them away, and think of Jesus. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions.